Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. And we're off. Welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean. He's JJ. Hello. We are joined by a special guest. Everybody, welcome in Ryan to the show. Hey, what's up? There we yep. go. All right, Ryan Big is super a super fan over here. Uh, super fan, fan of the show. Yeah, super fan of the NFL. Yeah. Fan of the show. Uh, coworker of mine. Oh, so we're gonna we'll get yeah. the show. Honored to be here. Listen to the podcast and um, yeah, excited to talk to you guys. Outstanding. Yeah, we we always welcome in other other perspectives. You know, James and I can get pretty rosy about the Patriots, even though it hasn't been that way so far this year. And we'll get to our picks for next week. Uh, but before we do, let's talk about the bloodbath. <laughs> that was the Patriots versus the Jets. We I, I was all I mean, we, we talked about this this game for a total of like 15 seconds last week yeah. <laughs> because both of yeah. us were like, uh, yeah, this is going to be in the bag. Right. And then uh, wasn't exactly the case. Ryan, what, what were your feelings going into the game? Uh, well, I thought, you know, just looking at the Jets and what they do and, and how they've been this season. I mean, it's. 32nd in pass yards a game. I thought this was a chance to get back on track and maybe uh, move the chains a little. I mean, we did do pretty well in that aspect as far as throwing the ball, but you look at uh, how, how many points they allowed or, or how much they've uh, been able to pass themselves. And I think our secondary is our strong suit, and they moved the chains on us like crazy. I thought it was a disaster from a defensive perspective. The worst offense in the league basically had a field day against your best unit. <laughs> yeah pretty much exactly joe flacco joe flacco's corpse rolled his ass out onto the field and was just completely protected couldn't give two shits about the pass rush throwing the ball at jc jackson who without stefan gilmore in this game is the best defensive back for the patriots right now going mm-hmm. at him him and dev mccourty i got a bone to pick with dev mccourty about that first touchdown that that went over his head and jc jackson got blamed for it like what the heck He's supposed to be the deep safety. He is supposed to be the deep safety. And, you know, yeah, basically you said it. uh, The best best group this game, secondary against the worst pass offense offense with an over-the-hill quarterback. You know, Joe always comes up with something against us. I got to say that he, you know, the classic, just throw it up there and hope and pray you get a penalty or they make a ridiculous catch. And that's kind of what they did. But still, I mean, they're – just shitty team. I was more pissed off how much time, um, you know, Joe Flacco had back there. Literally, we had one I mean, one sack. One sack. I mean, he one had sack, you know five five six seconds time sometime. And I mean, it's not like they were sending three guys. They were sending four guys, occasionally five, and they were getting nothing. And this is a you know, Mechty Becton was in there. He's a really good left tackler, becoming a good left tackle. And he is, yeah, I screwed up that name. Uh, no surprise. Mackay? It's Mackay, but whatever. Mackay, Mecky, <laughs> whatever. I do that all the time. Uh, he was out. He, he left at left tackle, like, what, the first, first second quarter? Yeah, Pretty first early half. on. He yeah. was bulldozing people. Then he leaves, and you're going, oh, great. Here's some fucking nobody in left tackle. We'll take full advantage of that. I think we made him force them to, you know, one one penalty maybe. But besides that, it was just oof. Well, my thing was, you just look at the personnel we have up front in our front seven, and it's it's like waiver wire fodder. Who Cowart, um, Thurman? We had we had uh, what was his name? Hall, Therese Hall, Hall. dude. Hall. He made two plays, and then he just got absolutely destroyed on a run. The guy broke the tackle. And I think it was like a, ended up being like a 10 to 15 yard run. And you're just looking around the defense saying, who are these guys? Like, this is not, we've had the opt outs and the injuries, but this level of talent we have on the field right now is embarrassing. Historically low for the last, <laughs> yeah, you know, 15 years or whatever. It's horrendous. Years. Sitting out there watching 59. I'm like, who is 59? Are you sure that's not 58? Did they change Anthony Jennings' number? Nope. Literally. For whatever reason, Anthony Jennings can't buy a snap on or, the field. Or Uche. Uche got out there for like four snaps like, total. Yeah, like a, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they were playing Winovich in coverage a little bit, uh, I want to say in the second quarter. Finally, he, I don't yeah, know if you noticed that. he got some more snaps. I, I noticed what they did is to prevent the run game. They were all worried about the centers getting that double team on the, our defensive tackles who are like 
280 pounds each, those D tackles. So they're all worried about the double teams. They're blitzing Winovich into the center. It was exactly what they did with Jamie Collins against the Ravens last year when they're like, we're getting pounded in the center. Let's blitz Jamie Collins right on the center. And they were doing that with Winovich. And it actually worked in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we can we just go back to Mackay Becton for a second? Did you see the size of that dude as he's walking to the locker room? Mass. He's huge. <laughs> Did you see him when he got drafted, his father? No. Was huge. Oh, massive. He was even he makes, bigger. He makes Mackay look small. <laughs> yeah, he was even bigger. It was pretty impressive. Mackay Becton, 6'7", 365. Uh, he's 21. I mean, how much do you have to eat to get to 365 at 21? Like... It's insane, and Trent Brown is bigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. I don't know if that, that weight is right on Makai. That's got to be low. That's got to be low. He yeah, looks going to be low. Nervous. Yeah. He, I, was, I, mean, a- I felt bad for his knees just watching him walk around. Uh, defensively, yeah, it was extremely porous. The worst offense in the league, playing with the backup quarterback, even though he's a former Super Bowl MVP. I mean, he, he's crap. Uh, Brashad Perriman, who was, I don't know, the fourth receiver in Tampa Bay last year. He comes oh. in and he's lighting us up against uh, whoever we have covering him. It's almost always J.C. Jackson. Almost yep. always fifty-yard touchdown. And then, I mean, linebackers. <laughs> what what's going on? I mean, James and I spent like fifteen minutes last week talking about linebackers. What the heck are we going to do there? Yeah, I don't I don't know what. And I don't understand this defense where it's like our base defense is now sub defense. It's like a nickel or dime defense. We have five, six, seven friggin' defensive backs in there, guys who are under 220 pounds, and you consistently have that. Now, now this time, you know, this game we didn't do terrible against the run. I mean, they held Frank Gore to 46 yards. Uh, Perrine uh, had 19 yards, you know, 65 yards total. But the, the reason we held them to 65 yards is because they were throwing over the top so much, which is what the sub-fucking defense is supposed to prevent. You're like, hey, you have all these defensive backs out there. They shouldn't be able to throw it over your head. But we were so afraid of everything that they were doing that we would just drop our guys so far back. Do you see how far some of these people are off the ball? Like, you mean what that's are we? Crazy. The cornerbacks. The cornerbacks, the safeties. It's like you're you're looking. It's like the middle of the field is empty. There's nobody there, and then somehow they still get to throw it over the top. So I don't know if they're calling defenses. I don't know if the guys just aren't motivated on some plays. They don't have the right personnel. Luckily, you're getting probably Lawrence Guy and um, Gilmore back this week, which, you know, I didn't think it would fall this far from having, you know, just Lawrence Guy out. I mean, our defense didn't play that bad against Buffalo, and Buffalo is a much better team than Jets. So I don't know what the fuck that is all about. Well, I mean, Lawrence Guy is definitely the best defensive lineman we have. He's really the only NFL-caliber defensive lineman on this team. Uh it's not like they, they ran the ball that, that effectively. It was the downfield passing game, which was really a result, I think, of the no pass rush. They were running games everywhere, and it's like you you, you can run the stunts. You could run those, the, the tackle end twists that they were sure, doing yeah. constantly. You can run those if you're going to play tight coverage, but you can't just let them get over the top and let Flacco throw it at, on his back foot. Just let him launch it, get to the, the end of his seven-step seven drop and, and let it fly downfield and let those guys get open. Uh, Jason McCourty got the big pass interference penalty. Dude, then he, then he, he gives up the touchdown at the end roasted. of the half. Back-to-back he had, plays. Uh, he had a, like two or three straight plays where he got beat. And it yeah. wasn't – And I think one of them was a cross-field pass where I, I would say, okay, this guy's got enough time, you should be getting pressure on the quarterback. But two of those were just straight up he got beat. Yeah. He gets sucked. He's roasted. He gets sucked inside. They're they're in what is there? Twenty seconds left in the first half, and he gets sucked playing inside leverage on a. I mean, they, the Jets had to throw it to the sideline or the end zone, and he he's playing inside short coverage, and trying to force him to throw over the top to the sideline. Like that's exactly where they want to throw the ball. What are you doing? Yeah, and they on the one before that to uh, it was like. The Jets drive right before halftime. That's when they got the uh, the twenty to ten lead. They threw a bomb to Perriman, and I thought it was debatable coverage. But they said McCourty held his arm a little bit. Uh, but that was pretty good coverage. But the play after that, just ridiculous throw to Crowder. They scored in I don't know how long that drive was. It must have been like a minute tops. Tops. They scored. Yeah. That was ridiculous. So, yeah. It was a joke. 
complete joke. <laughs> I know, right? And you have to remind yourself every single time that this was the Jets. This is a team that their closest game before this was a 10-point loss in which they were up 10 points. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was an eight-point loss, actually, to yeah. the Bills. But their their closest other game was 10 points. They, they'd lost by 17, 20-plus in so many games this year. And it's like, this is the team that we're allowing to march down the field. They got the ball with a minute and three seconds to go in the first half. Ordinarily, the Jets, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, they're just going to kneel on it. Nope, they run exactly two plays and score a touchdown. Yeah. Wow. I mean, they, they scored 17 points in the second second quarter alone. 17 yeah. points in the second quarter. And, and uh, offensively, we weren't moving the ball either in the first half. I think we, we only had 10 in the first half. And Jets are playing single high safety, and we had no threat of, of doing anything. It was Damian Harris, and, and they do something really well as far as uh, they line up in the eye, and they'd run Damian Harris, and they'd look really good. And then the next play, they'd try some trickery and get stuffed. Mm-hmm. That happened a couple times. There's just so little outside of Damian Harris. Rex Burke had played great. Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers, Jacoby yeah. Myers had 12 catches for a buck 69. I mean, I don't care. Crazy. You know, everyone says he doesn't have speed. The dude knows how to find a soft spot in his own. I mean, you got to give it to him. Edelman has made a career out of that. You know, quickness and finding soft spots in his own. It seems like we're a good second half team. You know, we are a solid second half team where, you know, we scored 20 points in the second half. We've done that before. But the problem, for whatever reason, is we come into these games you know, we scored a touchdown. We got up for the first time in a long time. And then, you know, like I said, 17 points in the second quarter by the Jets. So we get down so far in the first half that when the second half comes and we start playing well, it's like you're so far in the hole. Now you're just playing catch up the, whole, the rest of the fucking game. And at, at a certain point, it's just going to be a, a clock clock problem, which it was pretty fucking close to being a clock problem again this time. It was a clock problem again, you know, time management issue against Buffalo debatably against Seattle, debatably against Kansas City, where you're just like, oh, you know, they're finally starting play. That's great. They're, they're putting together drives. They're they're making plays. The defense is finally showing up. But, hey, guess what? You don't have enough time. You're down by seven, and you just can't do it. So <laughs> Every time, right? Every fucking every time. Every stinking time. If you're, yeah, and you wonder about why they're a second-half team, I mean, I am skeptical. And, James, you and I were talking about this during the game uh this is a team that's clearly they traded away jamal adams before the season they just traded away their best linebacker at the deadline they know that they have the inside track for the number one pick and trevor lawrence yeah i'm not saying that adam Gase is trying to lose games i'm just saying this whole organization understands that it's better if they lose and so if you're if you have to have an a last a 10 point comeback in the fourth quarter and a last-second field goal to win it against a team that's trying actively to lose, that's an incredibly bad sign. Yeah, I mean, I'll put it like this. The Jets are so bad right now, you can't even tell if they're just that bad or they're actually trying to tank. Like, are they that bad? Maybe. Or are they trying to tank? Also, maybe. They're so bad, you can't decipher the difference. It was the 12-minute penalty. Us. Yeah. The 12-minute penalty, right? Was that, was that, we didn't even score a touchdown on it. It's like, if they were trying to throw the game like Gase, you know, someone, I heard this, I don't know, someone on the radio said it or something, like Gase gave you the 12 men on the field. Say he gave it to you, right? Hypothetical. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I have no idea. Probably not. I'd like to think they're not that intentionally throwing the games. Hmm. But then you fucked it up so bad that the next play they were just like, throw a pick. <laughs> <laughs> just give it back. Just Throw it up as far as you can, Joe, and, you know, hope and pray. If you get a touchdown, great. Maybe we're meant to win the game. But, <laughs> and, you know, J.C. Jackson picks it up. So, who knows? I don't know if they were trying to throw it. I'd like to think they weren't. Just, you know, for the Patriots' ego, they needed a win. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that play call is called the jury. And they're just like, put 12 people out there. It's the jury. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just send them yeah. out. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let, let's talk about the offense real quick. The, the offense started out slow, as you guys mentioned. Damian Harris is the best player in that offense right now. Outside of Jacoby, I mean, he's he's legitimately in a dead heat right now with Jacoby Myers. Tight end is an abomination. Dalton Keene was out again for this week. Uh, the offensive sent line the IR. sent to the IR at this point. The offensive line is really good. Yeah, I know. 
they're actually really good. It's like when yeah. you're building a, a team that's going to last, you want a good offensive line and a good secondary. And, and they have both of those things, but they're still, like, limping to three and five. It's such a waste of that line. You, it's so rare to get an offensive line that good. And we do all this trickery, and we don't really have – I mean, look at our receivers. If you had told me going into the season we'd have Jacoby Myers, Olashevsky, and uh, – did you see? Did you hear the commentators say that Olszewski was the first one he mentioned? Like that's that's not good. Yeah. You know? And then uh, yeah. right, right. I mean, that's we don't have Edelman. Who else do we have out there? Well, who else is he going to mention? Is he going to be like, oh yeah, right? This uh, this kid Demir Bird is really killer. No one's figured out. Bird that actually, he, he only runs comebacks. He only yeah. runs comeback. That's it. He runs a great comeback. He runs a great comeback. But who is still buying the the vertical? I mean, Nobody. I can That's tell why you one doing thing. Single high safety on us. I can tell Nobody's you. Nobody's right, buying it. Marcus Peters is not buying it. And if we try to throw a comeback to Demir Bird against Marcus Peters, that's going pick six, guaranteed. Yeah, that's that's, that's he's got it. Yeah, you're right. That's his play. And you know the thing about Damian Harris too. I mean, we haven't heard. Has anyone heard anything about him? It's he, a chest issue. Issue. Chest. They said big hit. That was a huge hit. Head, in the fourth so, quarter. I thought it was his head. So chest sounds good to me. Hope, hopefully, it's just like a bruised rib or something but it looked, they haven't it looked re- like he was in pain yeah they haven't released any information on it so i don't know he got rocked drew bledsoe style but no. he's kept going he didn't even go down yeah well he came out right after yeah no i know that but i mean up to that point he's only gotten 14 he got 14 carries that game this has got to be a 20 25 carry type of guy on an offense like this where you have nothing else going on and i understand rex burkhead has been running well um, he runs really hard. He's good in the passing game, but I would like to see, you know, it go more towards, you know, kind of, kind of what you've done in the past, where Burkhead's more of like, you know, a change of pace uh, Swiss Army knife guy, where he'll come in sparingly. And Damian Harris is your guy, and you're throwing screens to him, and he looks good in pass protection. We don't throw any fucking screens to him. I don't know why we don't do that. We barely give him the ball, you know, barely throw him the ball, which I think he's got way more untapped potential there, as we talked about. And he's, he seems like the type of runner, the more carries he gets, the more steam he gains, and the more he wears on this defense, and he doesn't get as tired and can start running over people, which he was, that dude, I'll give it to him. The Jets have that fucking safety, uh, I think it's Davis. Ashton Davis. Yeah, that, Ashton Davis. That dude can lay a hit. He killed Cam Newton yeah, on he, that one. He comes in heavy. For all of the Jets, you know, positional problems they seem to do pretty well with safeties as far as drafting i think they have marcus may uh jamal adams they had coming into the year and they had uh one other guy farley matthias farley it's actually pretty decent players for the safety position look at them they figured out one position group one position <laughs> yeah <laughs> finally can we, yeah. can we can we talk for a sec about the fourth and one play where they decided to hand off to james white i mean could you draw up a worse fourth and one play dumber fucking play unbelievable they should be they should be sneaking of any fourth of, and one i mean you, you have three running backs and he's clearly the worst one at running up the middle so that's the guy you decide to run that play to i would rather Jakob johnson <laughs> literally and I, I we've talked about this with both you know i've talked about this with both of you guys we talked about this on the show coming down to like josh mcdaniel's outsmarting himself you know he's like no Okay, this is going great. Damian Harris is going to get a yard. Cam Newton is probably going to fall forward and get a yard. But they're going to see that coming. So what are we going to do? We're going to give it to a guy that nobody expects and probably can't do it. But we're going to hope that the non-expectation of it happening will make it a successful play. Not because we think we can pull it off. No, just because of the misdirection, we'll pull it off. And it's like, Josh, just fucking give the ball to one of your bigger guys. Right. Like you said. Jakob Johnson, Damian Harris. For Christ's sake, Rex Burkhead has been running it real hard. I would be, you know, he doesn't always get those short yardage plays, but I would have given it to him over James White. And James White in general, I don't know if it's just the, you know, the position he's been put in or, you know, other things going on, but he really hasn't been himself lately. Well, the, well and maybe coming after what happened to his, uh, with his parents, I mean, it's got to right. be tough what he's going yeah. through. Most definitely. Um, he's, he's playing with a different quarterback. Uh, just, just to push back on your Josh McDaniels outsmarting himself, they did get in a goal line situation, and he QB sneaked it two plays in a row. Three. No, well, two plays in a row. 
Wasn't it three? I thought it was third down and he got a score. It was third down, but I think they handed it off on first down. Okay. Right. I wish they would do and guess something what? like that. Oh, sorry. No, no. I was just going to say, they scored. Yeah. yeah. So he figured it out afterwards. Right. But he it's should good. know that going in. I wish they would be more consistent consistent with Damian Harris, though. It, it's like, okay, 14-yard run, 7-yard run, and then he gets stuffed on one run, and now you're running like an end around and yeah, 100%. Uh, something to Myers, incomplete, and then you get a penalty on the on the next play. It, I think that was the first drive of the, the second quarter, or the third quarter. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, just feed this guy the ball four or five times straight. You know what I mean? And they mix up the personnel a little bit too much for me as well. But. How many end arounds can you give to Gunnar Olszewski before you decide, you know what, this guy, he can't kick return, he can't punt return, he can't do the end around, he's not getting open. Um, why <laughs> do we keep feeding this yeah. guy the ball all the time? Hey, they yeah. were saying he was lighting it up during training camp. Well, but I, I agree. I haven't right? seen it in a game. Have not no. seen it once. And I agree with you, Ryan. Too. Even though more point, you know, more about that is you'd see he, you know, Damian Harris put together a couple great runs, and then he'd get stuffed one play. Not only would they change it up, they'd take him straight out. Sometimes, you know what I mean? Yep. It's like, oh, he, he, you know, oh, he only got four yards on two carries. Okay, we're putting Rex Burkhead in the rest of the drive. That's it. He's 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 out. And it's like. You know, are you get like Bill? I get it. You're a very competitive guy. It's all you know. You don't want to give anyone too much, too big of a head or anything. But it's like sometimes it's like you, I, I'm too worried that they're crushing these kids' confidence. And I'm not so worried about Damian Harris, but just in a you know in general, Nikhil Harry, Damian Harris now, Sony Michelle. It's like at some point you got to let these guys keep playing and get into some kind of rhythm. Because they constantly think that they have to play fucking perfect to get on the field. Speaking of uh, Sonny Michelle, real quick, did he he dressed? Didn't he? I mean, he wasn't on the injury report. Yeah, I don't know. I know he was healthy. I, I don't know if he was a healthy scratch though. Is he? He's off the IR. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. Oh, I don't know if they designated him off. I'm not sure if he's if he's back off the IR yet. But this would be a great time to get him back with Damian Harris coming off an injury. I know, right? Oh, uh, Damian Harris says he was at practice today, and it's nothing serious. So yeah, no man. fucking way. He got yeah. popped, man. He got it. Yeah, he got big, rocked. Yeah. Oh, to be twenty-two. Fucking beast he is. <laughs> I know, right? All right, let, let's talk about Cam here. So yeah, Cam. Uh, we we had all kinds of problems over the last few weeks. Uh, he he turned it on a bit in the second half against the Bills. This week, again, started out fairly slow. The the announcers are giving him a rough time about not pushing the ball down the field. He's like 17 of 19 at some point. He finishes the game with a much worse completion percentage, but still, I mean, really good. His QBR is oh, at yeah. 90. He's 27 of 35, which includes a couple fourth-quarter drives there where he's pretty much predominantly throwing the ball. Uh, I mean, w- what do we think? What do we think about Cam's performance and progression? I mean, I think he's building which I like to see. And, you know, after COVID, I don't know. Well, he had the bad game in Oakland, then he got COVID, and then he was really bad for two games. So it seems like he's trying to do the right things. His footwork is god-awful sometimes. It's just god-awful. But he, you know, he's building it. He's he's starting to throw to his checkdowns more, which I like. We've talked about that in the past. He's starting, to, okay, instead of I can't get the big play, I'm just going to throw to the checkdown, get three yards. Fantastic. I'm going to throw it away more. He's throwing it away more. That's why his completion percentage, I feel like, was, well, you know, he's not being dumb with the football, and I feel like they've kind of instilled him that, and, you know, we're not going deep, which is part of the problem, but still, he's throwing it away. He's going to his checkdowns. Uh, he had that great, uh, Jacoby Myers, wide open near the end of the game, wide open, and he missed him by three or four yards. Oh, uh, so, yeah, three yards. Yep. You know, there's still things he needs to get, but he's trending in the right direction. Right, that was the play the safety fell down. Yeah, hmm. he's wide open. He missed him. It's like, oh, why, when's the last time we've seen a big play? Does anyone know? Oh, Ages. God. Way too long. Well, what was that play? Uh, was it Bird who made that play, like a 31-yard uh, play where he, he caught the ball on the right sideline and cut across the field all the way to, like, the one? Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. That was a good play. Yep, good yeah, call. Yeah, that was a really good play. But that was more about yards after the catch than, than something Cam did. For me... I'm not so high on Cam. I, I I see his inaccuracies. And the one thing we know about Cam is when he gets locked on a receiver, when he really falls in love with a receiver, that's all he does. 
You yeah. know, he'll he'll do a lot of RPO and run the ball, but when he's looking at a receiver, it's hard for him to get off of his first read. So we saw this with uh, what Steve Smith, Greg Olson, um, not so much with Funches, but who's the other big kid they had there? Kelvin Benjamin. Benjamin, yeah. Um, so right now it's Myers, and early in the season it was Harry, and he kind of hung him out to dry with a with a couple too many passes. The guy got hit in the head, and he's already had concussion history. So my hope. And this is just judging from how he's played against some of the, the lesser teams. Yeah. Um, I'm not that optimistic. I mean, but <laughs> to, to, if he gets Harry and Myers back at the same time, maybe that's two guys that he really likes. And, and then Edelman, we'll too. I mean, it's, you know. And, and Dalton Keene would be nice to have back, too, because our tight end situation has got to be the worst in NFL history. It's pathetic it's yeah a tight end yeah yeah i mean i wonder if we're actually better off if edelman stays out for a little bit longer i know this is, sounds crazy but jacoby myers and julian edelman both prowl around the same area of the field mm-hmm. and if you got two of them then you got you know half as much space to be spread out between the two of them whereas Nikhil harry is more complimentary he plays outside the numbers more uh it's pretty clear that that Cam trusts Jacoby Myers, 14 targets, 12 completions, 14 of his 34 targets. He's getting the the Randy ratio. He's getting 40% yeah. of the targets yeah. right now, I mean, at least in this game. And I, I wouldn't expect that to change anytime soon, given the other options that Cam has to work with. Yeah. Ryan Izzo has to go. I mean, it's it's that simple. Dude, he's just bad. Well, and you were saying, Ryan, you said that Greg Olson. I wonder how much the, you know, just not having any tight end is killing Cam. You know, is Greg Olson available? What's he doing? Is he's he playing? He's in Seattle. He's, oh, he's one of like playing. three okay. tight ends in Seattle. Like, give give yeah. one up. Look at Chicago's got like four tight ends. Like, we have none. Share the wealth. Aussie, Aussie, JJ. Oh God, dude, he's on IR, and they don't even know what the they won't even say what the injury is, which makes me think it's he God doesn't, only knows. Doesn't have one. That's why. Doesn't. Yeah, exactly. You look at like. Uh, Baltimore. Baltimore's got like four tight end slash fullbacks. Yeah, but they'll play uh, yeah. them all at the same time. They're actually yeah. using them. Uh, so Cam, yeah, the the footwork is frustrating. The the lack of pocket movement. He actually shook somebody a couple on two times. That was in the a same great play. play. I think it was Ashton, Dav- Ashton Davis. Uh, he shook him twice on the same play, which is great. And then he completed it to Jacoby Myers over the middle. That was fantastic. Uh, I mean, he's he's okay. He's He's a limitation right now, and he should really be one of the pluses on this offense. But really, the this offense is is about running the ball between the tackles. It's about uh, play action to Jacoby Myers, and and that's it. And unless you add a Cam Newton running game or Nikhil Harry outside the numbers, that's pretty much what you're stuck with. Yeah. Well, about the Cam Newton running game too, uh, I liked that they were kind of forcing him to pass this game because it pretty was pretty obvious that they were like, you're not going to run it. Because they didn't call any runs this game for the first time uh, in a while. They didn't, you know, last game against Buffalo, he was kind of looking. When he was when he was passing, he'd step back, he'd look. If he didn't, he would kind of run. And they didn't do that this game. And it was, I'm pretty sure they must have told him, you know, pass it. We want to see you throw it. We want to get you comfortable with the timing and throwing it. Actually, another interesting fact is Cam Newton apparently has known Jacoby Myers for like years. Why? Oh he yeah, knew, I did hear that. Yeah, he knew him from like high school. Yep. Is he from North Carolina? I mean, Jacoby North Myers went to NC State. State. Maybe he's from mm-hmm. the the he's Charlotte from Georgia. Area. From Georgia. Oh, Cam's from they're, Georgia. Oh, they're from yeah, Atlanta. They're, yeah, that's right. They're both from Atlanta. Oh. Yeah. So maybe that's oh. he's feeding them. You know, he, he likes them. Are there any available notice, tight ends uh, from the Atlanta area? Can we pick them up? You know, right? It's like. It's got to be hurting him. I can only imagine every any quarterback you put in this situation with tight ends like that. It's like, what do you expect them to do? That's a safety valve that you literally don't have because Izzo, whether he's being he's blocking or he's running your route, he's getting killed. It's like, might as well throw one of us out there to fucking play tight end. It'd be the same result. Yeah, he's a zero. <laughs> I mean, he's, he was a, he was a seventh round pick. I mean, it's not like you can expect a ton out of him. I just don't know why we have no depth there any at all. Where was the veteran that could two. come in? Right, but we where was the two? I mean, they're both hurt. Um, where was the veteran that could come in and just be like, okay, yeah, we know you're nothing special. You're not great, but you're okay. Where was the money what? to sign that veteran? Remember Cam Newton's contract situation. 
they didn't have any money when the tight ends were available. Yeah. Uh, one more thing on this game before we move on. Uh, MVP of this game, it's got to be Nick Folk, right? I guess. Has to be Nick Folk. This guy who I was nervous about him attempting any field goal over 40 yards. Good point, and he yeah. drills a 51-yarder walk-off. Uh, like right now for this season, you want Nick Folk over Goskowski, right? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. Doesn't that? That seems crazy. That is <laughs> stunning. That is wild. Yeah. Stunning. But yeah. right now he's better. I think Folk got fatter. And I like every time he goes to kick, I go, let's go fat Folk. And he just drops it home. Nice. It works every time. Sure, that's yeah. what, what I encourage I... every listener to do this at home. Let's get a, a fat folk chant going on. Uh, but he was tremendous. He scored 12 points in this game. Three for three on field goals. Three. MVP of the game for me, I got to give it to Myers. I mean, that's a that's a monster number line. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I look at Cam and, and him not not running at all. And, and it wasn't that he wasn't just running. There were no designed RPOs like there were in past games. And I heard right. I heard before the game they were going to try something a little bit different. It makes me wonder if he's injured, but um, I, I thought heard, that was a little strange. I heard a rumor. Um, I don't know. Rumor where, you might have told me, actually. You might have texted me that they're so afraid of Cam getting hurt that because oh, yeah. they don't want to play Stidham. That's how afraid they are. <laughs> yep. They're uh, so report- afraid of Stidham. Yeah, you got yeah. it. There was a report by Tom Curran. I think it came out on uh, Wednesday of last week or Thursday. I don't know. I had to look. Um, but basically, it said that Stidham, basic, he became a different person the day they signed Cam Newton. He kind of went into his shell, and uh, he hasn't been the same since. And I don't know. That's Tom Curran's words, not mine. I, I don't know if that's true, but it's not something you want to hear. That's a problem. That's a big problem. Yeah. You want a guy that competes. Yeah. You don't want yeah. a guy that sh- that turtles up. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, Cam Cam got hit in the head by the goal line on that last QB sneak. He said his neck was sore. He's he's wearing like a Kevlar vest out there, trying to keep his ribs healthy. Uh, I mean, we we saw this offense with other quarterbacks, and it was nothing special. No. Long term, just since we're talking about Cam, still long term or not even long term. Next year, would you bring Cam back? At the same number. I'd bring him back. I mean, I, yeah, I probably, I know a lot of people are done with him. Um, I mean, I would like to see how he plays out the rest of the season. I would bring him back as a veteran presence and make someone compete against him. And if, yeah. Cam's not a backup quarterback. No, no. He doesn't have that vibe. I agree. I know he's not a backup quarterback, but like, you know, put him up against a couple guys. And if he doesn't win the job, you cut him or trade him. Yeah, I'd probably, I'd give him 10 for next year. And 10, I know, seems like a high number, but remember Sam Bradford got 20 to go to the Cardinals a couple years ago? Yeah, 10's really up. not that big a number. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming if you're going to if you're gonna pay him that, you're still going to draft someone, right? Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, definitely. exactly. You draft someone, you see if they got it, you maybe bring in another guy, another veteran, possibly, uh, and you make him compete for the starting job. I mean, I wouldn't by any means bring him back with the intention of him being your you know, outright starter. Where we are right now. Where we are right now. Eight uh, games in. in the next he's eight only, weeks. He, yeah, he's only played, what, seven of those eight games. Uh, he was out of football all last year. It, almost two years, right? Yeah, so we'll definitely get, yeah, because he didn't play at all in 2019. I mean, 2018. No, he, he played half of 2018, didn't play at all in 2019. Then he's played seven out of eight games this year. There's definitely room for improvement. He's without his top two weapons offensively. There's no tight ends, as we mentioned. There's definitely a path for him to get better. And prove that he's a starting quarterback. But as of right now, yeah, you want competition there. And that could be, I don't know, is that Jimmy G? Is that somebody else? Is that somebody in the draft? Remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. For other games this weekend, I mean, the one that, that jumps out that was in the early time slot, Buffalo hosts the Seahawks. Uh, we all know the Seahawks have arguably the worst defense in the NFL, right up there with the Jets. And... The Bills hang a 44 number against them. Early, too. Insane. Unstoppable. It was Insane. like Seattle was trying to battle back, and they just couldn't do it. It's like, what the fuck just happened? Josh, Josh Allen threw for 415 yards. Yeah, Dunbar this... is atrocious. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. He's, yeah. so, He's bad. It's just so weird for me to see Seattle's defense, especially their secondary, that that bad. Oh. 
I don't think they had Griffin, but I mean, it's not enough to 44. And did you hear what Pete Carroll said after the game? He said, uh, we were surprised they passed so much. We yeah. were going to run it. Like, Yeah, yeah, I heard that. He goes, we had a great game plan if they ran the ball. It's like, is that, <laughs> are you kidding me, dude? Wow. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, like, that was a weird one. It's like they only watched the previous week's film. They're like, oh, let's see what they did last week. All right, they'll do the same thing again, right? Literally. Never mind the first seven weeks of the season. Uh, yeah, missing Shaq Griffin's a big, a big loss. He's in the number one corner. But I mean, Russell Wilson turned the ball over how many times? Three, four times? They were without their top three running backs. They still hung 34 points up on the Bills' defense. Can We we can just put to bed the, the idea that the Bills have a good defense, right? It's mediocre yeah. at best. Yeah, I agree. I'd say, it's, I'd say it's pretty average. Yeah, it's like right in the middle at best. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Buffalo goes to 6-2. and two. Patriots are sitting there at 3-5. and five. The Dolphins advanced to 5-3 and three with a win in the desert. I, I that game was great to watch. Uh, just a shootout. Um, Murray's a lot of fun to watch as well. That's a that's a crazy passing attack they have there with Murray, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, DeAndre Hop, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, they got a lot of weapons over there. And then for my Tua looks great. His his first game not so much, but this second mm. game looked pretty good. I was I was a hater on Tua, but to see him come out like he. Like he did this past week. I mean, that's he's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. That's that, that was a fun matchup between those those two young quarterbacks, both of whom uh, coming into the NFL, I knew they both had a ton of talent, but they're both tiny. I mean, tiny. Kyler Murray is a buck ninety, soaking wet, and he's really athletic to the point where he can avoid hits. Where I don't think Tua is. People lump Tua in with running quarterbacks. He's not. He's an arm talent quarterback, and he just. He had too many injuries at Alabama. I just worry about him holding up. But for right now, if he's able to have a clean pocket and and chuck the ball downfield, go for it, man. It's 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 kind of refreshing to see a lefty quarterback too. Where have they it's all been? been? A while. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Who's the last lefty quarterback? Who you guys oh got? God. Michael Vick, right? It's Michael was Vick. Carson Vick. Palmer or yeah. lefty or no? He was. No, he was righty. Come on, man. Matt Leiner, yeah. is that who you're thinking of? USC quarterbacks? Maybe. He lefty? Yeah. He was... Oh well, maybe. Yeah, Mike Vick is the last one that's coming to my head. Right? There's like nobody. Scott Mitchell, Steve Young. you got to go way back to get those lefties. Yeah. Uh, other games, the Steelers also in the late later part of the day. Eek one out, out yeah. against the, the boys. The Cowboys with Garrett Gilbert took the Steelers, 8-0 Steelers, all the way to the brink. Yeah. Yep. The Cowboys should have won that game. They had multiple opportunities to, to win away. dude they should have won that uh, and then it came down to what's his name fucking the d lineman just crushing gilbert and that was it was pick cd lamb with the fumble i mean they they could they could have put that team away so easily and now what pittsburgh's eight and oh i don't think they're that good to be honest with me, with you you know i i think if they see baltimore or kansas city in the playoffs that's it for them they just beat baltimore like two weeks ago yeah playoff they got they got a good defense, man. I like I like their defense. They got so many weapons on offense. It's I think Big Ben is just showing his age a lot now, and it's almost like he's the problem. It's like if they had maybe a better off, you know, a little better offensive line as they always need, uh, and someone that can sling it. You know, he's more of a game manager these days. You know, game manager that doesn't get sacked. They could really use Le'Veon Bell because James Connor's like uh, he's pretty good. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. They're receivers, man. They just they they know receivers to... like nobody else. And, yeah, like kid, and we always talk from about Notre that. Dame. Oh, also, did you guys see in that game the kickoff where uh, the kid threw it all the way to the other side of the field? No, the other no. hash, and he ran it back for like ninety-five yards, and then it got it got called back for an illegal block in the back. I'm telling you, these Cowboys should have won that game easily. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> what are they doing Brutal. down there? Well, all you need like... to do is go like two and six, and you're at the the head of that division literally that division like there's going to be someone well under 500 getting into the playoffs because of them that division it's a joke it's terrible it's a joke giants versus how, washington football team we're not literally. we're not going to talk about that game how about the tampa bay the sunday night game tampa bay getting absolutely routed by the saints i was all jazzed up for that what the heck i was so excited for that game is antonio brown that much of a cancer for christ's sake he yeah he infects I, the defense I think that culture, it's, I mean, it takes a while to build a good culture. Tampa's had the worst culture as far as win, wins and losses. Yeah. And to bring in Antonio Brown, 
there's just not enough touches to go around. You look at Godwin and uh, Gronk, um, Evans, yeah. Howard, Fournette, Jones. I mean, who's the kid Miller? That's a lot of mouths to feed. So I yep. just wonder. Yeah, and, not, not to mention the backfield. Yep, and there's yeah. something going on. Um, there's definitely something going on between Brady and Mike Evans and Brady and Bruce Arians about Mike Evans because – you know, he Arians was asked the question after the game. Oh, you know what? You know why wasn't Mike Evans as involved? He only had five or six targets. Blah blah. blah. And Bruce Arians like, oh, he was open. He didn't get any looks. And it was like, wow, that's a direct shot at your fucking quarterback that you just paid a lot of money to come here. And you're saying that as you brought in this receiver who you also said you didn't want to bring in. So do you have some little repressed things going on there, Bruce? Like. I don't think he's a fucking good coach at all. I think this shows how bad of a coach he is because you have so much talent. And he just, I mean, he doesn't know what to do. He has no idea. He didn't, it doesn't look like they game planned against New Orleans at all. And New Orleans knew exactly what to stop. Well, they swept, I mean, they've already played him. So now it's a season sweep. Yeah. And Arian seems to throw gas on the, on the fire. It's not the first time, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got Something's a, going on down there. Well, he's he's got a different way of managing it. Like you, you get certain coaches like uh, Belichick or Mike Tomlin who are like, "We're going to handle this in house. Like, yeah. we're not going to talk to the media. We're going to handle this inside of closed doors." And Mike Tomlin did that for a long time with Antonio Brown and whatever the hell else was going on in that room. He did a damn good job he did at a it too. Damn good job. <laughs> and uh, Bruce Arians is the other type of of coach where I'm, I'm trying to think of a comparison. I think I might have to go to a different sport where another coach is like, we're going to, we're going to hash this out in the media and then we're all going to come back together afterwards. It's like a Billy Martin from the Yankees. It's like, that's, that's a really old reference, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> but Bruce Arians is like, we're just going to hash this out openly in public. I'm going to call people out. We're going to deal with it that way. Uh, it's a different style. The, the thing in, in this game, and yeah, I know the offense fell flat. It totally fell flat. The The coaching job that the Saints did versus the Bucks did was unparalleled. Different universes. The, yeah. way that, joke. the way that Sean Payton owned Todd Bowles was a joke. I mean, the, the Saints put up, what, 28 in the first half? Yeah, it was like over in the first yeah, half. It's not, 33. Like the Bucks have, there was, it's not like the Bucks have bad personnel either. There's tons of talent on that defense. Bucks defense has been playing great, and Todd Bowles has done a remarkable job this season. However, in this game, they were just dog shit. Everybody was wide open. First game, Michael Thomas has been back in a long time, and he showed up on... It's not like he was making incredible plays. He just showed up on third down. He, yeah, kept, he five, kept them regular. Five receptions, 51 yards, but it was 31 points in the first half. Yeah, 31 points in the first half. So it, this isn't all on Tom Brady, obviously. The offense was atrocious in that game. Antonio Brown, they were trying to force the ball to him a couple times. It looked like Brady was way more uh, adept or way more apt to throw the ball to Chris Godwin, who has like four functioning fingers, than he was to throw to Mike Evans, unless it was fourth and one from the goal there's, line. Yeah, there's definitely something about Mike Evans, and I heard someone talking about uh, the writer Bedard talking about it a little bit today. When I was listening to him, Mike Evans isn't Brady's type of receiver because Mike Evans likes to kind of run broken roots, and that is, as we know, something that Brady just doesn't tolerate. Mm-hmm. He wants you to be at the right exact spot. He doesn't want you to break off from it. He wants to take a certain amount of steps, you know, that whole thing. And it it's seeming more and more like that's not Mike Evans' game. Never so has just, been. You go back is, to Texas A&M, that wasn't Mike yeah, Evans' game. Exactly. So it could just be as simple as, you know, not a great fit there, um, scheme-wise, and Mike Evans is the type of guy that's going to cry about it. Yeah, and he thinks he's the top dog, and he has been for years in that receiving group, where Brady's now looking around at, at Gronk and Godwin and even Scotty Miller, and he's like, I'd rather throw to these guys. Yeah, they're running the roots the way I want them to. Mm. I mean, Mike you Evans use... still did have four receptions for 64 yards, so I don't know what everyone's fucking bitching about. <laughs> Like, 38 to 3. I mean, yeah, right, I mean, 38 to 3. I mean, hey, maybe play some fucking Hey, Bruce, maybe talk about your goddamn defense and not coaching them, you know? Well, he doesn't coach the defense. He just gives that to Todd Bowles. You take yeah, well, care of that. Maybe figure something owned. out. Yeah, he got owned by Sean Payton this game. Okay, the uh other game of note here, the Ravens take care of the Colts. It was a close game for a while. The Ravens eventually pull away. 
Uh, thank you to Jonathan Taylor for fumbling and, and leaving us with a great highlight of Philip Rivers tripping over the 35-yard line, flailing at somebody running right over his head. Uh, that was terrific. Really nothing to cover in this game except afterwards, Lamar Jackson comes out and says the defenses are calling out our plays. It's like, what? whoa. Yeah. You said that? Yeah, Lamar Jackson said defenses know our plays so much that they're calling it out. So shots fired, Greg wow. Roman. You better switch it up. Damn. Wow. I didn't hear that. Tendencies abound out there for Greg Roman. Yeah. The this is the story of the season for the Ravens is just you know, they looked unbeatable last year. The the Titans effectively figured them out in the playoffs. And then they've just been you know, the, the way I've been looking at them this year for betting purposes, even though I haven't bet them, uh, is they dominate bad teams and they lose to good teams. And that's really yeah. it. And they don't, they don't do anything in between. It's not like, ooh, let's eke one out against the Bengals. No, we're going to stomp on the Bengals, but we're going to lose the Steelers. Right. It's like they don't, there's no in-between there where if they can't get a 14-point lead in the first half, then it's trouble. Mm-hmm. And anybody yeah. that, that can slow them down to start the game and anybody that's able to force them into a pass-first offense, uh, you got a really damn good chance of beating this team now. We're going to get into this in a second about the Patriots, but they're not able to force anybody into pass first with the porous run defense that we got. And I think what we've we've talked about this a lot in the past is, you know, these new offense comes in, this great, you know, great player that's kind of playing a little differently, Lamar Jackson, super electric, all this stuff, and they come in and they kick everyone's ass for a season. Might not win the Super Bowl or anything, but, you know, they kick everyone's ass, and then all of a sudden, wow, there's a lot of tape here. And all it takes is for, like you said, one team to be like, oh, if we just adjust this little thing here and do this, maybe it'll work. And then everyone kind of builds off that. And I think that's this, you know, part of the story of the Ravens this year is there's a lot of tape on them. There's a lot of tape on Lamar, and people are starting to figure out how to rattle him, how to get him off his spot, how to disrupt the passing game, how to stop that run. I was watching that game, and I'm just noticing how – is there something wrong with Philip Rivers? Because every time I watch him throw, he's throwing off his back foot. There's definitely something wrong with Philip Rivers <laughs> at this point. <laughs> but that that Colts defense is actually pretty legit. I feel like they are. Indy's only a couple pieces away from being a, a really good team. Yeah, they're an like Andrew that... Luck away from being a really good team. Yeah, literally. <laughs> literally, dude. Yeah, the defense is really it's... good. And I, I misspoke on last week's podcast by kicking myself ever since. It wasn't Justin Leonard. That's their middle linebacker. Darius, yeah. Darius yeah. Leonard. Justin Leonard's a golfer. No. Uh, but Darius Very Leonard is, he's a hes a tremendous player, and he covers sideline to sideline. He makes plays between the tackles. He, he changes their defense for the better. And he's the perfect guy that you want to go against Lamar Jackson and a team that's putting two tight ends, a fullback, and a tailback on the field. And for the Patriots, um, there's nothing even close. There's not even somebody that weighs yeah. as much as Darius Leonard that we're willing to put out there. Well, it's going to be, uh, what's his name? Our, our safety converted to linebacker. Adrian Phillips. Phillips. Yeah, he was hurt. He was hurt against the Steelers, too. He didn't play against the Steelers the previous week. That's Darius Leonard? Yeah. yeah. I, if he played, it was in a limited capacity because I have him mm. on my team, and he's um, he's been banged up for a few weeks now. That's his fantasy team for anyone wondering. You got linebackers on your fantasy team, man. You're going deep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going up. seriously deep. <laughs> uh, but for this game, I mean, this this is the the roadmap that everybody follows to beat the Ravens. You get an early lead, you stuff up the run, you force them into a passing game. The Patriots have shown the ability to exactly none of the things. Correct. So we've actually will yep. play into it. If anything, I know. I don't. I don't see a roadmap for us to even do any of those things. Although it was the first time, I think, did we score on our first drive? We I did. It was our first we drive. We did score. Wow. Just like, yeah, yeah, we like did. A miracle. I know, right? <laughs> I was like, oh my god, we're finally gonna blow a team out. Oh no, we're not. Yeah. No, no, gave it right back. Had a ten point deficit at halftime. Uh, the only thing I'll give the Patriots in this game is that they are they've gotten a little momentum, and everybody in their mothers are expecting them not only to lose this game, but get beat handedly because they can't defend them. And if somehow I, I mentioned this last week, granny throw the fucking kitchen sink at the run, figure out who can play linebacker and who, yeah, I mean, you have a bunch of bodies there, mix them all up, switch up positions, rotate them, do whatever you have to do to figure out how the hell you can consistently stop the run without absolutely abandoning the pass. 
to try and get something, you know, glue something together for the rest of the season. This is the game to do it. Everyone's expecting you to lose. Everyone pretty much knows you're going to lose. So, therefore, you have nothing to lose. And I can't remember the last time Bill has been in a situation like that. I mean, we're, we're plus seven and a half favorites at home, which I think I heard today is the first time since we played the Rams in 2001. Whoa. That's, that's I remember that game. That was also a Sunday night game. Uh, that will be plus seven and a half point underdogs uh, for the Patriots. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, I might take the Ravens in that bet. Uh, <laughs> it's bad I mean, news, man. It's it's we're lucky that it's in New England. Not to I mean, there's no home field advantage. There's no time zone difference. It's a Sunday night game. They're used to playing outdoors. <sighs> I'm I'm completely at a loss here. I really Did we get am. guy back this week. He's practicing. Everybody right, practiced cool. today. We're recording this on Wednesday night. Everybody practiced today, but there were 16 men limited, including mm-hmm. Lawrence Guy, including Stephon Gilmore, among others. Neil Harry, Damian. Yeah, I, I don't see any way we... I mean, we'd have to spy Lamar Jackson with, with Uche or Phillips in order to, to control him because I just don't see... With our linebackers, if he gets into the open field, he gets past the first level. We got some serious issues. I mean, even Duggar. Is he a player? I don't. I don't know. He's a really twenty-four-year-old rookie. What's that? He hasn't really seen the field. He got like four or five snaps. He did earlier in the year, but yeah, this game he didn't get on the field till the second half. Yeah, it's not what you want to hear from your rookie, your first-round pick that's already yeah. twenty-four years old. You know exactly. And well, they're playing him out of position too. They're asking him to play middle linebacker. It's like you drafted a fucking safety. How is he going to be successful out of position as a Division two guy. You know, it's not like, oh, he's a yeah. whiz. Uh, fucking player here ahead of grant delpit three years younger and played at lsu and dominated before he got the year before he got hurt you know i don't i don't know my man grant delpit was my favorite player in this year's draft yeah and they traded out of the spot and then like right afterwards the the ravens select patrick queen who is the exact linebacker we need right now he's 240 pounds literally runs like the wind too yeah yeah tackles everyone too i think he's in the top I think he's in the top ten in tackles in, in the NFL. Like, oh, but I love the value in the second round. Let's get back there. No, I know it's insane. It's like we we knew we needed a linebacker, so we drafted a safety to put at linebacker instead of a linebacker. And we signed Phillips. And we basically signed basically the same thing. Right. I, I, I don't. I don't understand. I don't know. I don't yeah, get. I don't it. understand. Special either, teams, man. We got tremendous specials. We have well, spe- the best well, he- kick coverage in the NFL. Well, here's a question for you. Where have our special teams plays come, Ben? Where are, the the punt coverage hasn't been that great. The kick return coverage hasn't been that great. Where the hell are our special teams? Like our dominant special teams. Our punt coverage I has think, been tremendous. It's yeah. we barely punted. We barely punted. <laughs> but when we did punt, Jake Bailey was booming it. I think he kicked one like 51, 51? maybe fifty nine. He actually crushed one the other night. Yeah, we have we haven't had any big special teams plays all year usually been, we yeah no blocks no blocks no return tds thank you all shevsky nothing i mean it's Dude, you know, we got Rohrwasser killing it in the practice squad <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> Rohrwasser dropping it from deep uh okay let, let's make the case for the patriots in this game let's put it this way lamar is clearly upset with his offensive coordinator he's saying we're too predictable the receivers are upset with lamar Marquise Brown came out and said, like, what am I, a decoy? I don't know if he used those words, but it was that effect. They're missing Ronnie Staley, their best offensive lineman, left tackle. Coincidentally, the most timely contract extension of all time for a player. $98 million contract four days before he gets injured for the season. I mean, the most timely. That was the opposite of Dak Prescott. Yeah. So the offense is frustrated. Uh, They're going against the smartest coach of all time he is hugely downmanned from a personnel perspective uh so has nothing to lose like we've said this is where inventiveness takes place Mm -hmm. is in these type of situations and then offensively the patriots have nothing going on okay let me try that again (laughs) (laughs) offensively we use marcus peters against himself he's seen i let's put it this way Josh McDaniels has been setting up this game for nine weeks now. Demir Bird, come back, come back, come back, come back, 
come back and go two times in this game for deep touchdowns. Cam Newton is all healed yep. up. They've been saving him for this matchup, in which case he can stiff arm Patrick Queen, 225 pound inside linebacker. Cam Newton's got 30 pounds on him. Let me throw you to the dirt and take this one to the house. Uh, this is my best shot at making the case. Please help me out. No, I mean, I agree with you. They're, you know, their defense has been not as good as... I mean, they got a lot of talent on defense, and everyone expected them to kind of kill it. And they really, you know, they've only been, you know, 15 points per game, which is letting up, which is pretty good. It's number uh, one in the NFL. It's pretty damn good. They they have the number one defense in the NFL? Points against, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not... I can't be that optimistic, but I do... I do appreciate that. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying here. I just don't see it. You know, you put Humphrey on Myers. Even if you get Harry back, they still got uh, Peters. They, they're just good everywhere, you know? And then defensively, I don't see how we match up with all those fullbacks and tight ends and that running game. It's, I mean, I I hate picking against the Patriots, but it's just, I just First time on the least. show, he's going to pick against the Patriots. <laughs> yeah. Hell of a Patriots fan over here. No, I'm kidding. Dude. It's a, tough, it's a we, tough matchup. I mean, their D-line is crazy. I know Calais Campbell is probably out this game, which is going to help them. Um, you know, they got Derek Wolf, Brandon Williams, Matthew Judon on the line. I mean, that's a pretty damn good defensive line. They're loaded. Yannick Ngakwe, uh, Pernell McPhee. Loaded. Yeah. Uh, their, their really biggest weakness is their safeties. I mean, hey, if we're going to go deep in one game, like you just said, fucking use Marcus Peters against them. Take advantage of these shitty safeties and fucking throw it. You have nothing to lose in this game. You should try everything that you haven't been able to get going or have been too afraid to do. They've been so afraid to do anything. The Patriots, like I, mean, mm-hmm. I think I was texting both of you guys last during the. I mean, they play scared. They're not mm-hmm. playing like, oh, we're gonna come out and kick your ass. No, they're like, oh shit, we gotta stay back because we or we can't throw deep because we're afraid because we can't pull anything off. All that goes out the window this game. Fucking just yeah. go for it. Three and five playing against arguably the best, maybe the second best team. Yeah. I mean, you, they're up there, right? So you got nothing to lose. Exactly. You know? Three and five, you basically have to go at least, at least five and three to have any chance of making the playoffs. The Dolphins, by the way, we're in third place in this division right now. Yeah. Um, you know, air it out. Do what you got to do. If you if you need to, I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to do the RPO as much anymore. I think there's something there as far as Stidham and they don't want Cam to get injured so if you got to air it out I mean throw in that new kid they got Ford and just see what you got you know and um but it's it's tough I, you know and I'm glad that we didn't lose against the Jets because I would was going to come on here this week we talked about this before and and just be so negative about the past not have anything positive to say and then pick against them the following week yep. <laughs> yeah Thank goodness they pulled it out against the Jets. Uh, you you can hear everybody listening how much we're struggling trying to make the case for the Patriots in this game, which might be the situation Belichick performs best in. You said it, that exactly. You said the, the yeah. biggest uh, home underdog since two thousand one. Yeah. That was like week eight, almost exactly um, nineteen years Yo. ago. Yeah, it was right in the middle of the season. Also Sunday night football game. So this is a chance for the Patriots to vindicate themselves on national TV or take a big fat dump for people to make fun of us with. But either way, it's going to be a show and we'll be tuned in. For other games this weekend, the Titans are playing the Colts. The freaking Colts are 5-3. and three. The Titans are 6-2. and two. I'm not that impressed with either team. Yeah, I know the Titans have a really good run game. They have a good play action game. The Colts have a, have a pretty strong defense. They have a, a fossil at quarterback. Uh, but mm-hmm. this is a matchup for the NFC South, a- AFC South, excuse me. Uh, does, is anybody interested in this game, or is this just a game with two teams with winning records? I like Tennessee. I, I like their players. I wish they could just get it together, because I think that's a team that, that could do some things. But, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll probably I'll probably just watch the highlights. The tight- yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's really not as, like, this is, I'll, I'll watch. I mean, it's Thursday night football game, so I'll probably watch it. I always kind of tune into those games. This is for basically for the division, and none of us give a shit. Yeah. So what does that show about? Hey, you know that market there that like it's not very exciting. I don't know. Tannehill has been coming on and coming on, and I just don't believe in him with any you know vigor at all. Like I don't think he has it. I don't know why he's been playing no. very well. I think I'm just too scarred from seeing him in Miami so badly. 
and Philip Rivers can just not he can't win. So I I'm just sick of seeing Philip Rivers. It's like <laughs> why is he we'll still say, out uh, there? Derrick Henry and and uh, AJ Brown are, are fun to watch. So maybe yeah. I will. Yeah. Certainly AJ Brown. Yeah. I think Tennessee might have the best home field advantage right now. Their their fans show out. I don't know what rules they have in Tennessee, but they are present None. in numbers. Yeah. No no rules in Tennessee. No Just rules. let them rock and roll. Come <laughs> on, guys. You want to come on in? Come on in. That was like rude. college. Yeah, good college choice of words. like 65,000 people in certain stadiums. It's have you heard COVID's this? COVID's over. Have you heard this uh, idea that all the Halloween parties on college campuses are causing the outbreaks and all this cancellation of college football games? No shit. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. It's believable. Isn't that funny? Ohio State Very got believable. canceled. Uh, a couple other games got canceled. Auburn's game got canceled. Just like, oh, since we're on college, uh, did you hear what Spurrier said about Nick Foles? <laughs> no, what he, he said say? he's a. Uh, oh. oh no, he said it about uh, what's his name, Gary Gilbert or oh Gary Gilbert. Gilbert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said he's the same. He's basically Nick Foles without the twenty-two million dollars. Wow, that might. Fit. Yeah. yeah. All right, that might fit. I mean, Garrett Gilbert. Dallas, if that's true. I wasn't that uh, disimpressed with with what he was doing there for Dallas. I thought he was pretty solid. I yeah. thought he was pretty solid too. They just they didn't block a single person. No, he yeah. he was making some solid throws. Yeah, yeah and he, he bounced around a little bit in college. Uh, wound up at SMU. Garrett Gilbert did, but I mean, pretty much Nick Foles is operating the spread offense. Always has, and he's the the RPO guy. He stands in the pocket, and he's got a. He is the poorest man's Jared Goff. That's what Nick Foles is. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, where they both operate the exact same offense, which is where but Gary maybe Gilbert not. comes in. He might not be a poor man's Jared Goff because he beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl and Jared Goff lost. That's a good point. That's a kind of the same defense, minus you know, minus one player. Yeah, for whatever reason, Goff has actually really worked in McVay's under center offense, where I I just always thought he was a shotgun guy. Mm. Um, okay, going elsewhere this weekend. The, a shitty weekend, huh? It's it's not great. It's not great. But there's one really fun game, which is the Bills at the Cardinals. I was just going to say that. Yeah. You, you know it's a shitty weekend when you're going, you know the best game of the week is the Bills versus Bills the Cardinals. Bills. That's a, normally a shitty fucking matchup, and that's the best of the week. So that's, that's you know. Is that in Buffalo? Uh, it's in Arizona. It's in Arizona. Arizona. So it'll be. It'll be an advantage for Arizona. Yeah, no. You got the time zone change. You got the flight. And then you got playing indoors, on grass, but indoors. Uh, the Bills put up 44 points last week, like we talked about. The Cardinals are an exciting offense. Uh, Kyler Murray can make things happen. Multiple receivers, the running backs. If Kenyon Drake is out there, they're even better. Uh, I mean, it's just going to be fun. I just think it's yeah, going to be a fun that's a couple, couple huge arms in that game. Definitely. Uh, that'd be fun to watch, you know? I don't, I don't know who I'm picking yet. Uh, I think I probably lean towards the Cardinals, which sounds weird to me. I don't know why I would, but I want the Cardinals to win. I certainly want. Uh, I'm going Cardinals. Reasons. Okay, okay, we can go with that. Tre'Davious White against DeAndre Hopkins. How about Tre'Davious White against uh, DK Metcalf last week? Metcalf oh. just dominated him physically. It's just like yeah. it, it, he wasn't. He was just like a speed bump. I mean, Metcalf's huge. It, it's amazing. He dominated. He, domi- he fell to he the second dominated. round. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying it was amazing. He fell to the second round. I know. He dominated Gilmore. Really, yeah. I mean, want to be honest. Did you yeah. see what Lattimore did to, uh, was it Evans? Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Evans? Yeah. Oh, my God, man. Manhandling. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they those two have a history, and they, they hashed it out on that broadcast. But those two have gotten into it a number of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm convinced Marshawn Lattimore is just half asleep most of the time, and he needs to be woken up with something upside the head sometimes, and then he plays really well. Yep. Uh, the other game... Seahawks Rams, these are always close. I mean, that's the, a good game. The Seahawks only play close games. That's all they do. But especially against the Rams, they, there's just like a twist of weirdness. Remember that the game was it a year ago on Thursday Night Football? They they play the Rams and uh, Greg the Leg like shanks one from 45 yards to lose the game after a crazy fourth quarter. I mean, it's just up and down, back and forth, pedal to the metal action between those two. Yeah, Ramsey Metcalf. That's a good matchup. Mm-hmm. That'll be a good one. Oh. For the you know big division game there. Over, uh, over under one fight between those two that game. Yeah, uh, over. You know, over. Ram, Ramsey thinks over. he's the shit. He he thinks he is the number one dude on the field. And DK is just gonna walk out there and be like, "Are you serious? 
literally. Like you're you're standing underneath my chin strap. I'd like to see Metcalf bitch him around. That'd be nice. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna also, go L.A. You're gonna go L.A. Go LA All right, that one, yeah. All right. Gonna I mean, Seahawks I Seahawks going down again in a row. Two weeks in a yeah. row. That'd be pretty good. I'd like that. Uh, I'm also very curious to see how Tampa responds this week against Carolina. Carolina played a tough game against Kansas City last week. Uh, they brought it down pretty much to the wire against, you know, arguably one of the best teams in the league. So they've got a little bit there, and it's in Carolina, which helps them. Um, you know, can Brady Brady and the gang respond, or is that team just going to start fizzling out into oblivion? Yeah, they're going to have to get it back together, otherwise they fall even further uh, in that, little that news division and, uh, chase. I think McCaffrey's getting a second opinion on his shoulder. That's a big that's a big blow to them if he's missing any more time. Did yeah. He, did he get a collarbone? Uh, I'm not sure. Something that's been bothering him for a few weeks, though. Dang, and he was just, just out for a month healthy, and a half. Huh? Yeah, he was out, yeah. So at some point, t- having 400 touches a year for seven straight years is going to wear on you. Yeah, yeah they, right? beat, they beat him to the ground, man. Uh, yeah, be, go is he the most used player? He definitely the was last, the last two years. And then, yeah, at Stanford, he was returning kicks. He returned punts. He was their running back and leading receiver. I mean, he's he's just been the central focal point of of offenses for years and years and years. It's too much. Yeah. He's not a big guy either. I think, was he 5'11", 200? I mean, he's... He's, like, listed at 6'3". No, he's not. Oh, there's no way. You're looking up his dad, Ed McCaffrey. Is that what it is? Because my brother and I got in a huge argument about this last week. And no. he was like, he's 6'3". No like, chance. He don't look 6'3", dude. Let me see. Not a chance in the world. His dad was a good player, man. His dad was real good. His dad might have been 6'4". Yeah, 5'11". There you go. Thank you. Well, I'm happy we got that clear. Ed McCaffrey, 6'5". You're right. How Thank the hell is he only 5'11"? That sucks. Blame his mom. Yeah, it's the mama. Or his nutrition. Uh... Yeah, so not not that much to look forward to this weekend. Sunday Night Football, Patriots hosting the Ravens. All right, it's time for us to do our picks for scores. I will lead us off. I get the Ravens in this game. The Ravens defeating the Patriots 30 to 20. First time ever picking about 30 to 20? Second time. Second. I picked the Chiefs over the Patriots as well. That was a no-brainer though. Did the Patriots win or lose? No, this literally this, this season. Talk Come about on, early dude. this week. Or the early this season. Okay. There you go. Well, I'm going to continue my streak of ridiculously picking the Patriots. 24-21. We're going to do it. Oof. Got that positive energy rolling. They're going to throw the kitchen sink at it. We're going to come back here next week going, can you believe it? They did it. So that's where I'm going. Oh, you got right. This sucks. I got to come in here the first time and, <laughs> and do this. I'm going to go Ravens 31-13. to 13. Oh, wow. shit. He's Big. throwing down the gauntlet. Big loss. Dang. Big, Big loss. loss in, in, wow. In Ryan, I think Ryan. the two of you are delusional, and I'm right. Oh, thanks. Yeah, classic. <laughs> Dude, I, I, hope, I hope JJ's right. I hope he's right, too. That would be quite a treat. Also be yep. a nail-biter to the end. Yep. Well, hey, never... if, I mean, if you could take the, this team down to the wire, even I mean, 24, if, even if you lose by if you lose by only a field goal, that I, that's not bad. Here's, like, if we beat Buffalo and Cam didn't fumble the ball at so whatever that was, the ten or something. Would you think differently about this game if we were four and four going into it? No, because they haven't stopped the run once. Yeah, fair enough. That's the problem with this game. Yeah, I get myself blacklisted. <laughs> no, <laughs> welcome back anytime. <laughs> <Not at laughs> Thanks, man. That was funny. Thank you, thank you. That that was a lot of fun. Thank you to Ryan, special guest, and uh, thank yeah. you. Uh, thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you all for tuning in, and uh, hope you enjoy the games this weekend. And we will be back to talk to you next week. Adios. See ya. Peace out.